Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, it's Wayne Johnson. Episode number 16. A little late uh, for us to be doing this tonight. It's later than normal, so we're, uh, I don't know, just been busy, I guess you could say, getting ready to go to Peevely. Uh, getting excited about that two-day weekend at Peevely. Been a few years since I've been there, so uh, we got uh, Kurt Brooks on today, so uh, going to be exciting to hear what he's got to say and, and talk about his I'm going to bring up a few questions about uh, Mike Brooks, which is his dad, and he almost won the national. So uh, let's get and see if we can get a hold of Brooks. All right, we uh, got you on the line, Kurt. Yeah. All right, awesome. Uh, we've had a little phone issues here for a second, but we're getting caught back up now. Uh, you know, for people uh, that don't know Kurt Brooks, Kurt uh, is a, a mechanic that's been around Knoxville Raceway quite a bit, helped a lot of people, helped me. I think I've known him since uh, somewhere around the Beaver Tool 12X days, and then uh, he's helped me pretty much uh, every year since then. Not full-time or anything, but he's helped me a lot. Uh, his, I guess you could say his claim to fame, and I don't know if I really want to say it that way, and you don't ever want to be uh, you known as somebody else's kid or this, that, and the other, but uh, Kurt is the son of uh, Mike Brooks, which uh, – for a lot of the sprint car fans know who Mike is around Knoxville and, and actually all over the country. But Mike almost won the Nationals in 1980. Uh, if it wouldn't have been a fogged-out day or something like that, I'm not really sure exactly what happened, but I'm sure we'll let Kurt tell the story here. So, Kurt, uh, what's going on there in Ankeny, Iowa today? Oh, apparently not as nice as it is in Oklahoma. <laughs> no, <I agree. laughs> Beautiful, sunny, 80 degree plus here today. 57. Man, I'm so glad I moved out of Iowa. <laughs> you tell me all the time. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of, of, of Mike Brooks, what, uh, let, tell us a little bit of story about, uh, actually how all that went down in 1980 and what caused, uh, your dad not to win the Nationals. Oh, you know, I don't know if that was the whole cause. I think his opportunity to win the Nationals was probably a lot greater with it uh, not being a daytime show. Um, you know, they had figured some things out there at, uh, in 80, and I think they won, I don't know, five or six in a row and had a really good engine builder, Wayne House, out of uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Um He'd won a couple uh, nationals at Eddie Levitt, and I think Todd Dozier used to race for him years and years ago. And, and um, you know, him and John Beaver just uh, spent a lot of time in the shop and had some things figured out with the old uh, Mickow 12 car. And Harold uh, Annette, um, TMC, you know, um, went on to have famous Wendell drivers there a lot of years owned that thing and, and uh, wanted a fast race car and they they had one and you know the qualifying night he 
did what you needed to do and put it on the pole and I guess uh, set a new track record, won his heat race, and that's when I think he had to either come from eighth or tenth and won his heat and won the won the feature and got a perfect 500. I think that was the first time that ever been done. I I think it's been done a couple times since, but and then uh, started uh, you know Saturday show and fog set in and. You know, just uh, one of those deals, and had to run it Sunday afternoon, and and um, led it for I believe 16 laps or so, and and burned the right rear tire off, and that's the first year that Steve Kinzer had won that, um, his first nationals, um, and the uh, actually was driving a Bob Trossel 20 car because he. Tore up or crashed on Wednesday night of the prelim show. He crashed and totaled his car, and they let him qualify with a new car, the Trossel 20 car, on Thursday. So they changed that rule, I think, shortly after. But uh, anyway, yeah, had a shot at it, and you know, wish it would have uh, happened a little bit of a different way. I think uh, if it would have happened on Saturday night, it still would have been a tough race. I don't know that he had him that covered. Ed, Eddie Levitt started out, in, out um, outside front row, and he was pretty darn good, and that was in the Max Rogers 49 car. And everybody knows Max Rogers 49 car. If he went on to drive that. And so, um, yeah, cool story. And, I think he's probably um, more well-known. I, mean, I don't know about more well-known, but, uh, you know, he had a lot of trucks around Knoxville, so that's how, that's how a lot of people know my name. From the truck and company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he kind of, I, I would say, uh, semi-retired or fully retired. I don't even know what he is because I, every time I see him, he's doing something. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's always doing something, always busy. Um, actually, just uh, he was hauling for, uh, had a step deck uh, and hauling heavy equipment for Weilers uh, for a couple years just as a, something to do and finally finally sold that. And actually, when he sold the trucking company, the first thing he did was uh, went out and bought a crop duster, which... Yeah, we we, we laughed about that. <laughs> wasn't sure if yeah. uh, if he needed yeah. to be cropped up or not. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, he'd always been a pilot. He, that's how he got hooked up with Harold and that years and years ago. Is he was his pilot, and and um, he always enjoyed that, and I always enjoyed it because I got to tag along with him and Harold to watch Sammy and all those guys racing when I was younger, and that was a pretty good time, but. Yeah, when he bought that crop duster, he came back and asked us what our opinion was. It was like, uh, well, apparently that doesn't matter. He already did it. So, a <laughs> uh, couple uh, power lines later, and a tree, and a and a semi trailer <laughs> later crash, and he uh, finally decided to hang that up, and and uh, kind of thankfully did. So, but right now, actually, him and Charlotte have been just traveling and. And actually relaxing, you know, he's always got something to do, but he has been in Arizona over the winters for the last uh, couple of years and looking at maybe buying a place down there and 
And um, yeah, so he, he's he's kind of slowed down a, a little bit anyway. Well, this wasn't uh, the Mike Brooks episode, so we probably ought to move on to something else. But uh, <laughs> that's still a lot of good stories there, and I know that I have a lot that I could tell just in the short time that I've known your dad that just the stuff he's, he's comments he's made to me are just, you know, bull crap. But that's just the old fellas. That's how they get. You know, I think we're both getting up there, so I think we're starting to have those same comments a lot of times, you know. <laughs> For sure. Now, there's been a lot of times. We've had a lot of, you know, I was, there's one story that I wanted to talk about, and I'll never, ever forget this. And I know we have lots of stories we probably can and can't talk about or whatever, but this is always you know, this podcast is about bullshit and things that have happened on the road and this, that, and the other. But, uh, and, and there's so many. I mean, the, I'm just sitting here thinking about the ones, you know, and it just keeps, I mean, I can, I need to write all these down because there's so many. <laughs> but I'll, this is one thing that I'll never forget is we went to Eldora and uh, it was me and you and, <laughs> and uh, Jeremy Rankin oh, and, and uh, Woody, Jeff Woodruff. Well, I don't know. I think we broke a dry shaft. I don't remember how we did racing, but uh, it was one of the last times I'd been to Eldora up till last year. But it was kind of chilly that night after the race as we were sitting around and trying to load up, or maybe we were just sitting around bullcrapping because I don't remember if it was a two-day show or what. But my ex-father-in-law was there, and these guys come walking by with, like, a couple suitcases of beer or whatever, and, and uh those guys wanted wanted a, a, a junk tire that we had sold out next to the trailer and go, Hey, what are you gonna do with that junk tire? And uh I don't know if I think it was pretty much I think it was you that said, uh, well, we'll trade you that tire for some of that beer and the guy goes, Oh man, I can't do that But then he said, But my wife will show you her boob and <laughs> about that time my father in law my father-in-law chirped us, oh, you can't do that. It's too cold out here. And you looked at my father-in-law with the most go-to-hell look and said, Carl, shut up. Oh, <laughs> God. You remember that, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I also remember on the trip back from El Toro. Uh, we can't go all them stories. <laughs> we can't tell all uh, them stories. Bob, there's too many bleeps in that story. Too many bleeps. Uh, can't go there. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Bob, Bob seems like a nice guy, and that's, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what's one of the stories that you that comes to your mind as far as our travel? Uh, you know, I always like to, I like to, you know, I like the Victory Lane stories, first of all. I honestly, you know, Won quite a few races. Um, I thought, what was it, 2008? That was a pretty good couple weeks there. That was pretty fun. Um, Yeah, we had a pretty good run there at Knoxville during Nationals in 2008. Would we win the prelim night? Yeah, prelim night. We won the prelim night. Yeah. I'll let you tell the story because I'm trying to remember. Yeah, no, we won the, I think we won the prelim night at the 360 Nationals. It's in the, the 360 Nationals won that. And then we won our prelim race at the 410 Nationals, too. 
And that yep. was just a heck of a race. I remember Lasowski was what run second, and Steve Kinzer run third that night. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, uh, and then uh, I can't remember where we started the A main of that deal, but I think we finished like eighth or twelfth or something like that. Uh, can't remember. I think it was my I think it was my best national finish, and I believe it was eighth. I think it was eighth. Yeah. I can't remember my um, best finish is eighth. Eighth or eleventh, but I can't remember. All these races are hard to run together. <laughs> um, I also thought that uh, you know I thought it was pretty cool that we made the A main of the nationals. I think what six years in a row. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that was a good memory. Um, but I remember right. It was was that all the same motor, Lucy? Yep, exact same motor. Was, six years. Well, well, no, because. Uh, the first year was the 12X car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So five years. So it would be five yeah, years five in a row with the same engine, yeah. And if you remember, yeah, right, really. we always we always was on Charlie's ass about getting that thing rebuilt right before Nationals and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, making sure we didn't change the camshaft or this or that and the other. And, <laughs> yeah. Man, I tell you what, uh, I love Charlie Fisher to death, but boy, there for a couple of years we'd get that thing back, you know, after a winter rebuild or whatever, and then it didn't run the same. And I'd call him and he'd say, hey, oh, I changed the camshaft. I'm like, man, just put the camshaft back in it that was in because it run great. <laughs> that that was well, for people, too, that don't know what, what Kurt's kind of job is uh, on our team, is he's actually the tune-up guy. He uh, He takes that load off of me when I'm not – when he's there – I don't have to do it, uh, but he takes care of tuning the engines and, and uh, you know, making sure the fuel's right and we don't burn them down and make sure they run nice and hard. And uh, I only know of maybe one time that we ever really screwed up and burned one up. I mean, I shouldn't say he, he does. We talk about it. We talk about what we do together. But but uh, for the most part, at the end, once racing gets started, uh, he might, you know, Kurt might mention something to me or this, that, and other, but I just, I, you know, I'm trying to focus on doing my part. So, uh, but I don't think maybe one time, Kurt, that I can think of, we might have burned one up. I was thinking maybe Charlotte, um, I think was one, and I don't know if I take all the blame on that one with, with Charlie in our ear. I think a little bit too much sometimes, but, um, yeah, you know, honestly, it's just about getting close and, and, uh, and and um, just consistent, I think, is more of the main thing. You don't always need to be on edge all the time, right? You know, you just need to be close and close. yeah, and get get them get them so they drive nice. That's the biggest thing. I mean, that's the biggest thing these days is driving nice. And we've done a lot of testing here in the last few weeks and trying to get trying to get better with that. But hey, speaking of that, uh, and I know this is just kind of a bullshit thing anyway, but uh, this is just in me and you talking, but it's getting recorded. There used to be an old guy that run around the pit area that actually was pretty sharp on all that stuff, and every once in a while, we would even ask him what his thought was. He'd look at a spark plug or, or you know, yeah. whatever. I could not remember that guy's name. Is he yeah, actually, yeah, he actually passed away just uh, last year. Bob Dyer, actually. I, uh, Bob Dyer, that's right. Yeah, Bob Dyer. I actually he learned. Away. Yeah, he passed away finally. And 
I actually learned about fuel systems and fuel flow and nozzle flow and high speeds and those. I learned a lot of that from him back in when I worked for Ed Gifford um, on the 17G card. Um, I uh, he his he came out there a lot and he had a flow bench and we spent bunch of times running those watermans back in the day on the slow bench because those things were a little bit temperamental and and um, um, we were you know trying to do a few different things with uh, takeoffs and trying to get them to take off a little bit better back in those days and he, yeah he talked to me a lot and yeah I think is last year or year before he kind of passed away he's coming to the races until he was 87 years old I think so well, I hadn't seen him in a year or two, and I'd been in Knoxville quite that you know as much as as I used to do, and just I hadn't seen him around, and I kind of forgot about it about him until we started talking about fuel systems and tune ups and that thing, and yep. so sorry to hear about that about Bob. He's yeah, a he's nice a guy, good, super good guy, very helpful. Yeah, very helpful. Well, hey, uh, we always give you crap. This is one thing that me and the boys always give Kurt a lot of crap about is. He's a financial advisor, insurance salesman, and uh, <laughs> we always tell him we're not investing with him any of our money. But he, uh, we always tell him we always think he goes and robs the elderly people. But uh, with this quarantine and with work with you, how's all that working out? Um, you know, honestly, fairly well. I um, do a lot of WebExes, do a lot of phone calls. Uh, um, um, I don't have to wear a suit in my office anymore. That's kind of nice. But but uh no, actually doing well. We've got a, a a great company that that helps and supports us with that and and um so actually I I hadn't been going doing a lot of in home visits anyway, but uh I've been my door's been open but I or my office has been open open, I just can't have anybody in it because we're worried about getting somebody else sick. So um but other than that, it's been going going really well. Well, with really the stock well. market, what with, with all the listeners, what should we be investing in since you're on <laughs> Actually, it's illegal for me to give you any advice. <laughs> well, then you're really going kidding? to jail because you tell me stuff all the time. <laughs> well, maybe, but, uh, nah, you know, um, it's hard to say, to be honest with you. Everybody's completely different. Um, so it all depends on your age, risk tolerance, whatever you want to get done. And honestly, I, I, one of the things that I've learned, um, in this business is it's, it's always got to be about a long-term goal. You know, you, that's get rich quick in this business isn't, uh, isn't, isn't how it works. You know, you really have to have a, a goal and a long-term perspective on things and, and uh, and go from there. So, well, since we're talking about investments and that kind of thing and stocks, uh, when the oil fell below zero, Sarah thought she was going to go to the gas station and they're going to fill her car up for free. Sorry, <laughs> 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 they were going to pay her to get gas. <laughs> Not quite how that works, but uh, uh, but that was one of our conversations and. I'm not sure what, cheap, what really cheap out there. But. It got cheap there for a while, though. Is, is it under a dollar for you guys down there? No, actually, I bought gas this morning. Uh, it was one forty, one forty, something like that. 
that was the without the ethanol in it, regular or unleaded. That's lawnmower gas. Been cutting the grass, so I had to get lawnmower gas. Right. So dollar thirty nine, I think dollar thirty nine, I think. Uh, but I think uptown, I, I, I think it's still in the one twenties. Still pretty cheap. What what kind of gas prices you got in Iowa? About the same, actually, a little bit more than that. I think it's a dollar fifty four or something like that across the street. So not bad or whatever. Mm-mm. Well, uh, what is your what have you heard? Anything out of Knoxville? Anything uh, good maybe coming? Or are they or Iowa? Are I, gonna open up? Are we going to get to race up there? What do you what do you hear? We're we're opening up as far as uh, the economy, and they finally I can finally go get a haircut. Although you have to wait three hours plus to get a haircut. So um, I know Knoxville just is saying that they're not going to open up until they got uh, uh, fans are allowed, and and that hasn't been figured out yet. I don't think so. Um, I I don't think anyway. Um, I. I think they committed to do the outlaw show in June with or without fans. I do think that's um a Yeah, goal, that's definitely so. a goal. yeah, that's on our yeah. schedule for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's the only yeah. we only got three confirmed weekends for sure. And uh Peebley's one, Lake of the Ozarks one, and Knoxville uh June, I think the twelfth and the thirteenth is is confirmed. That's on our schedule. Those are three weekends that are confirmed on the outlaw schedule so uh but i don't know if knoxville is going to have fans and i know lake of the ozark and peebley are i think 50 percent fans or something like that but it's, they're both already sold out so uh yeah, I think really. yeah so if you don't have tickets now nobody's going so uh <laughs> part of it i guess yeah that was weird uh weird last week at knoxville with no fans you know um I, i'm i was grateful to be able to go back to the racetrack and you know, see some racing and 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 that, but it just was a, a little weird <laughs> uh, to an empty empty stand. Uh, see, and and it didn't it did. I mean, I shouldn't say it like that, but it didn't really affect me. I really because like when I get in the track and get in in the pit area, yeah. I just get yeah. in the zone and I do my deal. I don't even notice the fans until after the races. Yeah. You know, when they when they're able to come yeah. to the pit area. And, that kind of thing. That's when it really, I really noticed the difference. I mean, you know, you look up up there and they're not there, but as far as the race night getting going, I really yeah. didn't notice them, to be honest. Uh, don't, like I said, the only time I really noticed no fans is when we got ready to leave, but, and we were headed home, uh, right after, so you, uh, really, it, 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 it really wasn't that big a deal to me. I mean, it is a big right. deal because we need the fans and we need them to come down and support us, buy t-shirts, you know, visit, sign autographs you know that's what it's all about you know getting to see the kids let them sit in the car and all you know all the kind of stuff that we do which you know but uh, i really didn't notice it you know other than at the end of the night uh no fans and like i say we bolted out of there pretty quick so i guess uh, i'm one of the few that it uh didn't really affect too much other than the math the math thing was kind of crazy to me uh, we all rode there together. We were all there together. We couldn't leave our pit area. So what the hell did we need a mask on for? <laughs> well, right. Um, yeah, you know, I we're just trying to make uh, the, the the people happy, and you know, so we were allowed to do it. You know, that Knoxville just covering their butt type of thing. So um, I get. Well, I'm glad it. they did. I'm glad they did get a chance to do that, and hopefully. 
you know, I know one of the news channels were there filming and that and the other. So hopefully there was no bad publicity out of it or whatever. But, uh, you know, we don't just need racing. We need baseball. We need football. We need basketball. We need all those, everything to get back going uh, to get everyone's livelihood. You know, not everyone's race fans. You know, so, you know, people don't even get to take their kid to, to uh, play ball, you know, and that's a lot of families right. live for that during the summer, you know. Absolutely. No, I agree with you 100%. Yep, I agree. I hope uh, hope it uh, hope it gets back uh, gets back going soon. Well, hey, speaking of that, and that's one thing we'll finish the show on. Speak, I just you know what all these things. I, like Tara tell you, I never take notes. This is all out of my head. And uh, growing that's up in Knoxville, Kurt, you know, growing up in Knoxville, Kurt was a ball player. Uh, <laughs> I think I think you still hold a record, right, Kurt? Oh, I don't know about a record or anything, but uh, you know, honestly, we had a pretty good baseball team back in those days. Um, <clears throat> a lot of great memories. Um, I I probably wasn't the best baseball player ever, but I I uh, I I like to do it and uh, spent a lot of time doing it. So um, yeah, it was, it was a good time in my life and and. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't terrible at it. Did you tell a fib? Tell us you had a record. I don't know. I no, I didn't. Uh, I think you got you got uh, some tweet. Some guy posted on two time gold gloves or something. I don't know. My wife still gives me crap about it. So two gloves. What? <laughs> yeah. I thought you're. I, I don't know. For some reason, I thought you had a. I don't want to say home run because that wasn't it, but for some reason, I I don't know. Like maybe your batting percentage or something was like big. Uh, I, I, actually, I, think it was, I think it was actually my fielding percentage. So, uh, well, whatever. Anyway, I trying to boost you up with a lie, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the it works the other way around with you being around here. You got to have somebody to tell stories about that. A lot of times it's me, so. No, well, we just, you know, I didn't give you the the, the nickname, the overanalyzer, so <laughs> I didn't, I don't remember who that was, but. I think Slippy might have something to do with it. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, Kurt, hey, man, thanks for being on. Uh, I'm sure there, we could, you know, it's one of those deals, and that's what Sarah gets on to me all the time. She said, you guys could just go on and on and on about stories, but we have so many, you know, there, there really is, you know, going to Wisconsin, racing with IRA and, and, you know, going here and going there and, uh, (laughs) blowing out. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about, you know, I forgot about the Charlotte. Oh my God. We may have to tell that story before I let you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Needless to say, At the end of the night at Charlotte, I can't remember what year it was, but it was still when you're able to park your rental cars and your vehicles out back of the pit area. And there now it is a pit area and it has a chain link fence around it. But you used to get parked in this open field and there's a huge drop off off of the back straightaway there. And Kurt decided he was going because there was a line of there was a line of cars to get out to get out onto the to the street to get, you know, get out of the parking lot or whatever. And he wasn't going to wait in that line. So he was going to take an alternate route and go four-wheel driving in this 
I don't know, I think it was a Neon or something. I don't remember the rental car. And we go off this embankment. And no kidding, it was so steep I had my feet on the dash because I thought we were going to bottom out with the nose piece and flip over on our top. That's what I thought we were going to do. But anyway, it goes down, and we make it through it or whatever, and we get over to the other parking lot, and we get out of this thing. And the front bumper's covers all full of mud and dirt. The rear bumper cover looks like you just peeled it open with a can opener. (laughs) And it's his rental car, so... We get the headlights for the rig backed up or pulled up to the car, and we're kicking the bumper back on and getting it all looking. I don't know. I don't know how you didn't ever have space in the rental car, but you uh, left at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I called you after you got home, and you said, no, nah, they never said nothing about the car. <laughs> so you must have bought an extra insurance or something or lying me in the check-in. Uh, we didn't have uh, we didn't have Carl with his tooth toothpaste out there trying to fix the paint either. Anyway, I was flown in from Australia and they had been cooped up in the rig for a couple of days. So as soon as I load, as soon as I got to uh, Florida, I was ready for bed. I'd been in the planes for 30 hours or something, and these boys jump in the rental car and head to the bar. And the next thing you know, about five, four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, I hear my rental car out in the pit area doing donuts and all kinds of stuff. And next thing I look out the window and they run over a 55-gallon metal drum in my rental car, and my father-in-law was out there with toothpaste trying to buff the scratches out the next morning. <laughs> so those are just two rental car stories. That's why, I don't, that's, now, that's why when we travel now, I never get a rental car. I make the guys get the rental car. That way, if it gets damaged, it ain't on me. <laughs> uh, we had some good times, for sure. Hopefully some more. We're not done. We're not done having yeah. a good time. Absolutely. We still got a lot left in it. Well, all right, Kurt. Well, hey, uh, man, thanks for being on. Uh, hopefully, we see you uh, soon. Yep. All right, man. Have a good one. Later. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, I say this every time, but you two are a mess. Me and Kerr are always a mess. Yeah, I... Some of those stories I hadn't heard, and I now I really want to ask you about the ones that you guys couldn't talk about. <laughs> There's a lot of those. And yeah. so I did a, did a little research, though, because now you had me curious about this whole baseball thing. And what I found out about Kurt was he was named all-conference twice in high school, and he's one of only six outfielders to earn three gold gloves. Wow. See, he, so he was playing it down, but that's his... That's all right. Yeah, he was, he was a pretty... Uh... He was a stud back in his oh, day. Oh, yeah. I see some pictures of him. He sure was. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to go look it up because I was like, I got to find out what's going on. So uh, that's that's the news there. Oh, well, that's good to know. I had to give him more crap now. Yep. No, there's so many stories. Oh, my God. There's time. We could have went on and on and on. There was a time that me and him and Woody raced in Jackson, Minnesota. And the next night we were racing like at Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. And. 
Woody's suitcase blew out of the back of the truck, of all things. And then the next day, Kurt run over a curb, blew a trailer tire out. And when you did, it was like in a motel parking lot where they had pea gravel. And it shot pea gravel all over these cars and about seven car alarms went off so this is like the third story you've said about kurt that's involved <laughs> like a car but yeah. then also this is the second week in the row you've had some kind of story about suitcases going missing so uh, i'm concerned there's always something there's there's so many stories that we could talk about throughout my racing career with other guys and how it's went down and oh my god so crazy there's just there's just it never stops i mean i could write a book for sure for sure or just do a podcast much easier. <laughs> well, some of the problem is, is like, I've got so many stories for like, for me and Jesse Hockett days when we'd travel together and run around and craziness there. And, you know, I can't have him on, of course, because he's passed away and there was some really, be some really cool stories, but that'd be, oh, there's some nut, nutty stuff. I mean, well, it goes, I'm just going to have to get you to either write it down or voice record it for me sometime. There's and then we'll so get it much all stuff. We could put down on paper. We could but. go years on stories. Oh, I bet you could. Speaking of someone that likes to tell stories, I think we need to check in with the chick magnet. You got him? Well, let's see. Okay. Hey, chick magnet, we got you there? Yep, I'm here. What, uh, what you got going on in, in Knoxville, Iowa today there, buddy? Oh, uh, not a whole lot right now. Just getting ready for this weekend. Uh, um, just um, finished up our uh, our traveling car here. Yes, on the Saturday got started, and we just bundled it up yesterday. It's ready to go for Burlington with Invaders on Sunday. You guys are racing Sunday at the Sprint Vader race at Donaldson. Is that right? Um, they just canceled that one. I think they canceled that one, but they're next event is on thir- on Sunday at 34 Raceway. Oh, 34 on Sunday. Okay, awesome. I see you guys got your new race car trailer there at Ball at Ball's Motorsports. How, uh, how's that thing looking? It looks great. Um, it's, uh, uh, I've seen it when I was here last, uh, last Saturday, so uh, it looks pretty nice inside, and I uh, can't wait to use it this weekend and on our on our uh first race this weekend so uh uh looking forward to heading down to burlington on sunday and uh, hopefully we can get a win there well it sounds like you got a lot of excitement in your voice to be able to get to go to a race finally yeah i haven't been to a race since it's really awesome i'm very excited to to get back to almost swing of the things and uh get back to where i love so I, i'm excited for this weekend well hopefully uh one of your teams can at least all maybe all of your teams can get going and get up to speed because it don't sound like any of us been doing very good lately so i know you've been keeping up with all the dirt vision and the uh, yeah speed shift yeah, tv and all that stuff i mean watching all that yeah it's well, it's kind of weird to have no fans, you know, here here last last week. So, um, I, you know, it, you know, sometimes when you just, sometimes it's, uh, you know, when when you get a good car feel like with forty six or fifty two, it's just, you know, it's kind of putting you behind the eight ball. But you know, even though you try everything you can to make it in the A, it's, you know, kind of hard to do that when it's not a good number to draw. So. 
That's right, for sure. But but that's just well. How hopefully, it is. hopefully the weather holds out. No rain yeah. this weekend. We all get to race. Yeah, hopefully this rain stays away. So. Well, I got to see you when I was in Knoxville. There, we we actually stopped by the shop there and got to see you for a minute. Where so that was good catching up with you. Uh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I like say, I, I was. I was really excited to see you guys last Friday, so... Um, well, I bet you know, you've been cooped up. Uh, I've been, yeah, from all being cooped up at the house, not doing much of anything, but, you know, it, you know, uh, um, but yeah, it was good to see you guys last Friday, so, um, you know, uh, I know it's, you know, I wish I was at the racetrack with you guys, but... You know, it was just the right thing for me to be at home and watching it at the at the house. So I just uh so but whenever you guys come back we'll definitely we'll definitely uh sing out again, so hopefully hopefully we got fans by then. Well hey thanks for checking in for our thanks for let, letting us check in, we just see where we're at and what's going on and I'm sure you'll be watching on Dirt Vision there, uh for the Peebly races and then uh Hopefully you get yeah, out and get I you should, some fresh air and get to yep. go to Burlington. Yeah. So, um, yep, I'll be definitely watching Friday and Saturday. So, uh, hopefully we can get a good result this weekend and then uh, then get another result as as we're hoping for for Sunday. So, yep. I'll be definitely well, we will, be watching the division. So. All right. Well, we will check in with you next week to see how Burlington went with you guys and and uh, fill you in how it all went at Peebly. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open-wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. Always good to catch up with Josh, man. I think he's ready to get, about as ready to go to race the races as we are. Uh, we've got to go to Knoxville, and he lives a block away and had to stay home. So I'm sure that was hard for him. Oh, you know, it, I tried to. It, there was a spot mm-hmm. on our team that he could have went, but his dad wouldn't let him. So. Yeah, uh, he was probably pretty, good for him to stay. Pretty bummed out about that, though, if he, if he can. But yeah, for sure. But you know, Josh, he what was he gonna do? Stand on top of the trailer and drink his Mountain Dew? Yeah. You know, that's about <laughs> all. Tell us all what to do. Yeah, he'll get back back to the track soon. So. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, uh, racing wise. I mean, there's lots of rumors coming out. Um, these are all just rumors that I'm hearing, but. Uh, they're talking about maybe a four-race swing through Oklahoma and Kansas for the All-Star Circuit of Champions. So, kind of anxious to see if that actually happens and what uh, what my group, the Outlaws, do to get us more races. So, I'm sure if the All-Stars are rumbling with something, the Outlaws are probably right there a few steps ahead with something. So, I would expect to see something yeah, come just out soon. Kind of, kind of strange for the All-Stars to be all the way back over here. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Oklahoma's wide open is why. But, man, that's a long way to travel for their group from Ohio, basically, because about 99% of the cars are based in Ohio. Right. But 
you know. Well, got to do what you got to do right Pandemic, now. Pandemic uh, makes you do crazy things. and uh, Crazier by the day. As long as we're racing, it doesn't matter. I'm so stir crazy anymore, though. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think we all are. Okay, I've got you a question of the week. I didn't even tell you what it was ahead of time. The way I like it. And I'm wondering if you know this person. Brett Lundberg. Do you know Brett? Brett Lundberg. The name sounds familiar. I, I always feel like you know the people and I don't know them. You're like, oh, yeah. But anyhow. How, I mean, how do you spell his name? Brett. Duh. <laughs> L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. Mm, maybe. Brett, he either maybe. knows you or he doesn't maybe. know you. Maybe. I'll show you a picture. Anyhow, he tried to get a hold of us on the voicemail line, but I guess he had some issues. So he sent me a message, which is great. So Brett's question was, would you rather... I love would you rathers. Okay. Win the Golden Driller or win Knoxville Nationals. Yes. Now, he did say, which I know this, I know your answers to this already, but he says, take away the payday. You're just going to pick which one you want to win. But, I mean, one's like peanuts. I mean, I don't know. You're, apples and oranges here. Like, I don't know that you can compare the two, Are but I gonna, know which one you're going to pick. You're asking a sprint car guy. That's kind of a goofy question. Uh, I think the Chili Bowl is a really cool race. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've made the A main two times uh, out of four or five tries of all I've ever tried. Uh, midget cars are fun to drive, but I'm a wing sprint car guy. And the crown jewel is the Knoxville Nationals. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of drivers have always said if I could win the Nationals, they could keep the money and just give me the trophy. Mm -hmm. Uh I like I like to I like to think that that's cool what they say, but I'm saying give me the money. Well, yeah, and that person give me is the money. bigger and give bigger me, and bigger. Give me the money. You can keep the trophy. Right. I'll buy myself a trophy. Right. Uh, but no, definitely the Knoxville Nationals. The trophy is a big deal. I shouldn't downplay it like that. But right. uh, honestly, if I won the Knoxville Nationals, I would probably. Uh, I mean, definitely cherish the trophy, but you know, I'm not a trophy person. No, uh, we've got so many trophies around here and that thing. And it, it's not that I don't like winning, and the trophies are cool. And I give a lot of the trophies away to kids, and I try to keep the really cool ones, like the belt from Oski. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really cool one. And and then there's a lot. I mean, I have all the trophies I have. You know, are really cool. The cool ones, I think. Right. But just a normal trophy. Uh, and I'm not saying Knoxville Nationals trophy is a really normal trophy, but I'd probably honestly donate it to the Hall of Fame right. and let them display it all the you know years round. Because uh, so this question took a turn because we were asking about which race you'd rather win, and then you start talking about trophies. But so then, what do you think about the Golden Trophy? Well, is, that, is that the thing? Like, do you you, you could care one way or the other on that one? You know, to win a Chili Bowl is ten thousand dollars, and woo. The Golden Driller's cool. There's three, four, whatever hundred cars there, but um, I don't know. For me, the Chili Bowl's running its course. I've had fun doing it. I've been pretty successful at it. We haven't wanted a course, but uh, I don't know. Just I think it just kind of wears on you. I'm with you on that one. At some point in in time, it was the thing to do, and it still is very cool. But and maybe we're just disillusioned that it's right here. But, I mean, hell, you lived in Knoxville, so what do I know? 
that was right there too. Just I don't different know. beast. I don't know. The, the Chili Bowl's a cool race to win. Um, should pay one hundred fifty thousand to win. I guess if it did that, maybe then you be, might care a little more. Maybe it'd be a little bit more. Uh, Could you uh, imagine how much they'd wreck stuff there? I mean, they already <laughs> do, but geez. Now the Chili Bowl's cool. Yeah, but no, it's definitely. Fun. If you're you're talking apples and oranges, if you're talking Knoxville <laughs> Nationals, you know. Yeah. As a sprint guard guy, you know you'd look at Knoxville. The King's Royal. I was going to say, are there any other ones you The would... National Open at Williams Grove. Uh, there's so many bigger races that, uh, you know, the Chili Bowl's a huge thing. I mean, it's on TV, and there's lots People of lots of exposure yeah. and all that stuff. But, you know, as a sprint car driver that races for a living, mm-hmm. when you put 400 cars or whatever the number is... Mm-hmm in a room and you got to weed everybody out for 10 grand. No, thanks. And it's kind of like playing the penny slots at the slot machines. So, <laughs> okay. I, I get, I understand you there, but that was a great question, Brett. I appreciate you getting a hold of us. Sorry you had difficulty, but, um, I will send you a message and I'll get you a koozie in the mail. What else we got going on this week? Get ready to leave for Peevely. Uh, yep. Getting, uh, everything loaded today and get boys. Get I think the boys said they were going to wax the truck and trailer today. So I'm kind of anxious to see sure how this see are. how this goes. But I, uh, I can I tell you what's going to happen? I I love you, Slippy. Slippy's going to wax the tire or the wheels or whatever while everybody else works and does the whole. Tra- no, that's <laughs> not true. Well, we'll see. I don't know. If that's the game plan. But our stuff's all ready to go. Uh, we did some testing. I think we talked about last week. But we did some testing at Devil's Bowl and. Learned a few things, and, you know, it's been a long time since I've been to Peevely, so uh, looking forward to that, and just looking forward to getting back to the race. I'm kind of curious of how this social distancing... Me too, with, because I'm going to be in the stands. With sta- with fans in the stands, and, uh, I mean, question for you, I mean, since you know all about this, are they going to have concession stands? They or? sent out an email that gave us all the guidelines for the people that bought tickets. And they said cash only for the concessions, but the merch trailers would take cards. Like once you enter, you're in. You can't go back out. You can't bring anything in with you. You have to wear a mask the whole time. You can stay with your party, but you have to be on every other bleacher six feet apart. And your party can consist of no more than 10 people. I think that's the gist of it. I thought that I, what's the big deal about the mask thing? I, I see something on TV that says the mask doesn't work. Then you got to have a mask. Then oh, you don't got to have a mask. I think it's just the internet liking like likes to debate things. But I think mask does help if everyone would abide by it. it. You're protecting the other people from you. It's not, you're not I like the mask. Yourself. I look like a ninja. That's right. You sure do. <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be fun trying to get my kids to wear masks the whole time we're at the track, but well, that's we'll, my battle to fight. We'll see how it goes, but yep, yep. just um, looking forward to it, ready to get back racing, and you know, this will be two weekends uh, in a row that we're going to get to race, so that's good for me. I just, uh, I just we need some consistent, get back to at it, and hopefully that third weekend in, in uh, North Dakota all transpires and we get to do that and then hopefully by then they've got us they've got us a schedule figured out and we're back to uh you know i don't think we're ever going to be back 100 percent. i don't think we're gonna make, make up can't make up all the races we've already missed but 
Uh, you know, first year as an outlaw, planning on running 80-plus races and not going to... The Lord had other plans. If we run, if we run, <laughs> if we run half of that, I'll be happy. So, well... But big plan is, is big thing is Mother Nature, please cooperate. Uh, we've lost enough races. We don't need to lose any more to weather. <sighs> Can't control that either, though. Just any, let it roll. Anymore, we can't control anything. We've never been able to control anything. Newsflash. Deep thoughts. It's too late for you to be thinking about all this. Are you done today? I guess. Okay. I'm just... It's what? late and tired. Been a long day. Probably not as energetic as normal with these podcasts. So, yeah. Okay, let them go. You have anything to say? I'm not doing the pod. I'm not doing the wash your hands. I'm over that shit. I'm done. Okay. So see you next week. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks. <laughs>